0: Here we go. Hello. Hello. So, uh, for those of you that are watching in the first day pod, hello, this is Leanne and, uh, we, you are actually watching the friendly show. So how many of you guys listened to last night's episode? Uh, we talked about, um, love, love, the different types of love, um, all kinds of different things about love. Um, I went on a couple different tangents as I usually do. And um, yeah. And then tonight is all about you. So we get to do, this is my favorite part of the show. So if you're listening to this in the audio, thank you so much. But if it's the first time that you're listening to our one of our Wednesday night shows, uh, get ready because we are going to be going back and forth. What I do is we do it live on YouTube and Facebook and on Twitch and uh, and Twitter, actually, I believe, or X, whatever you guys call it. And we bring up the comments from the audience and we have a conversation live as if we are sitting in the same uh, living room, which is my absolute favorite. So let's get going here. Ed says, "Hey, Ed is here. You are my Valentine just for tonight." Laugh out loud. Well, that is wonderful. You are my Valentine too. Um, okay. And somebody is that you, Ed, that said I did. So you already listened to it. Awesome. So what I love here is something interesting that I'm just going to kind of bring up. So I had somebody reach out to me and say, because this was from last night's episode, and they're like, if you want to be the authority, then you really should stop saying things like, um, you know, it's just my opinion, and it's just my experience, and you should own the fact that you believe in these opinions. Okay. So I want to bring that out, and I didn't mean to have that little smart, snarky tone when I said it, but the reason why I did is because that's ego talking. That is ego saying, you know, you've got to be, we have to be an authority in everything. And if people are going to trust you, they need to know that you know everything. And I do not believe that to be true. I think that you have to really know, um, you really have to know the body of work that you're presenting. I do believe that. Um, When you are in business, I really do believe that you need to know everything that you can about a certain thing. In this podcast, yes, I want to share information with you guys and I want to make sure that it's credible information. However, where the real beauty of being a human being in connection with other people is the ability to let go of your ego and to be able to have conversation and grow and learn and not necessarily take other people's opinion and say okay now that's my opinion but to be able to see that opinion and then see if your thought your experience everything jives with that or are you questioning it and saying hey you know what i get to change i get to grow um so i am going to stand by that in this podcast that i am not the authority I really want you to be able to trust me because I I do feel, I actually know that I am a really good listener and I am really good at helping people see their potential. I'm really good at being able to step out of situations and kind of see the big picture of things and make other people see different perspectives, which is really, I think, powerful. I'm able to share love with people, which I think is very powerful. And all of those I am 100% sure and confident in. But when it comes to topics that we're talking about, I want to hear from you. So I want you to share with me that, hey, yeah, I listened to your episode last night and you said X, Y, Z, whatever that is. And you know what? I didn't really agree with it. Like, this is what I think. Share it with me. That is what I thrive on. Or, hey, you said such and such, whatever it is. And you know what? Actually, I've researched that and I've found that there's this body of research that says the opposite. or. That says this, and it, you know, it, it, um, it can kind of like build on that, right? So I want you guys to be sharing that, and it's not to say that I, you know, I'm dumb or that I don't know or that I'm not worthy or whatever the thing may be. I just think it's really cool for us to be able to have a conversation, and that's what the whole idea of the friendly show is: is for us to be able to be in a living room to be friends and to be able to have these conversations and sometimes hard conversations. Like that's what I'm looking forward to too, is I'm going to be doing in the first day pod. If you're watching from over there, hello again. Uh, some of my favorite episodes were the episodes that we interviewed, um, other people and we learned from their story. Uh, so I want to be doing more of that in this show. So, okay. Let us see. So the next comment is, Ed says, I think, I think you be you when you share your opinion. Even experts need to be open and willing to listen. That is how we learn. Share your opinion any way that you want. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, okay. So yes. And you know, I'm gonna do it. It's the only way that I can be. I'm not a good liar. I'm not a good fake. Um, it's it's really interesting because I've been told that I seem fake, <laughs> and um, if I was fake, I would probably take real offense to that. But the fact that I know that I'm not, uh, it just it always makes me laugh when I hear it. So um, I don't even know like where it comes from, but I can only be me and. You know, it's not for everybody and I get that. Um but for the people that it is for, you know, you're my people. I love you guys. So, what are you guys thinking? One of the things and this show, the Wednesday night show, yes, we're going to talk about last night's show. We're going to talk about love and what it means and all that kind of stuff. But if there's another topic that you want to bring to, you know, the group and you want to talk about it, we can totally go on a tangent totally, totally fine um so last night, what I had talked about is, and I think that this is really interesting, and I want to know what your opinion is that I was saying that you know the saying that people say um uh you can't you can't truly be in love until you love yourself, um well, what I was saying is that you can so people can absolutely love you. But the problem isn't that they're not going to be able to love you. It's that we're not going to be able to receive it if we have the belief that we're unlovable. And that belief of being unlovable, not worthy, is running rampant in our in our culture. It just is. And we're reading a book. Actually, I think I have it here. Hold on one second. We're reading a book right now in book club and it's called How to Be the Love You Seek by Dr. Nicole LaPera. Lapira. Sorry, Nicole. Um anyway, it is a really good book about kind of looking looking at the way that you were raised and the relationships that you had when you were kind of just growing and how that now has like formed the relationships that you have now and the way that you look at love and the way that you look at relationship and community and all of that kind of thing. Um there's there's actually a thing that she has it's called the shadow work journal talking about looking at your sha- shadow side and um I I haven't done much shadow work which I thought that I've done a lot of work and I know that I've grown a lot, like grown a lot in the last few years. And, but I actually have not sat down and really done shadow work. So I'm curious if you have, curious what your, what your experience with that is. Um, So this whole idea of, you know, not feeling worthy or not feeling loved or lovable if we have that, it's really hard to accept love from others. Um, so that I think is a really, it's kind of like a, like a basic idea that we have to really look at when we're looking at love. Um, Ed says, you speak from the heart. That is all that I hear. Aw, thank you so much. You're so sweet. So Ed, tell me, um, we have a few viewers. There's a few of you guys that are watching, but you're quiet, which is okay. Um, But I want to know. So here's another question. How about this? Not something that we talked about yesterday. So you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want her to know that I didn't wa- watch the show. It's totally okay. You don't have to be doing, you don't have to watch every episode or listen to every episode. Um, But I would love it if you were here every week for this episode. This episode is really, really what really matters to me because it's getting to know you and getting to know our community and our friendship circle. Um, I think it's really, really cool. So my question is, um, and you can answer whatever you want, like you can talk about whatever you want, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on Valentine's Day. Today's Valentine's Day. There's a lot of people talking about like them being anti-Valentine's Day. It's a corporate, you know, it's like a corporate holiday and I know Mike feels that way um, and that's totally fine. I also do not subscribe to having to like, um, you know, buy cards and buy presents and buy all of these things. Um, But I do like, I'll tell you what I like and and then I want to hear from you what you think about Valentine's Day. And if it's completely opposite to what I'm about to tell you, that's okay. We'll still be friends. I'll still love you. But what I like about Valentine's Day is that it, it gives you the opportunity and it gives others the opportunity to be able to think about love. It gives people the opportunity to be able to show their love. Life goes by so freaking fast. like it, A blink of the eye and the year is gone. We're already halfway through the first quarter. Like tomorrow's, we're halfway through the first quarter. And I swear it feels like we just were celebrating Christmas and or whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, But it goes by so fast and it's very easy to go through an entire year without really telling the people that you love that you love them, you know, to not show appreciation, to not show affection, to not show those kinds of things. So if we can have days like, Valentine's Day, where we show those people that we care about, that we love them. Um, days like Thanksgiving, where we are showing gratitude, and for that whole week, everybody is talking about being grateful and what they're grateful for and who they're grateful for. And Christmas, the magic of Christmas, and you know, if we have these that are sprinkled throughout the year, it just gives us an opportunity to be able to remember and to slow down. So that's that's how I feel about it. Uh Kelly is in the house. Hello Kelly. Wait. Hold on a second. I just about put the wrong one up. Okay, here we go. So Kelly says, "I love Valentine's Day. It's a day to remind people that we love them and everyone wants wants and deserves to feel loved." Mm, so good. So so good. Also, Kelly, I saw the gift that you gave your hubby and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Kelly says, on the Valentine's Day that um, I've been alone, I made sure to show myself self-love. Boom. Very nice. Yes. I think that that's really, really important. I think we need to show ourselves how we love ourselves. Like That is super important. I talk about it, well, not all the time, but I try to inside of our Facebook group, um, I try to remind us that like that is part of being happy is being able to show ourselves that we love ourselves. Not just saying I love, I love me and oh, I'm a great person, but then actually showing it and, you know, showing up for ourselves and just like little ways. Um, You know, we don't have to buy ourselves flowers, but we can. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, okay. So then that is good. Um, some of the other things. So we also talked about, and always if you guys want to like chime in with anything, go ahead. Um I also talked about like universal love. Um, I think it's called agape. Is that what it's called? Um and it's just universal love, unconditional love, just because you are breathing. You're alive. You deserve, just like Kelly said, everyone wants and deserves to feel loved. And if we can share that with each other, just everybody, it is magical. Because not only, here's the thing that is just like, it's it's so simple, right? It is so simple. I show you that I love you. Okay? You get excited and you're like, oh my gosh, that feels so good. Like, I haven't heard that in a long time and I feel really good. And then you're walking with a little bit more of a pep in your step and you're feeling a little bit more confident. And then you walk by the next person. And now instead of looking at your phone and being miserable and sad and like the world is against me, you're like, good morning. Well, now you've just like happied on somebody else and they're like, oh, good morning. And smile and it's contagious. And then they walk and then they go and get their coffee. And instead of just like grabbing the coffee from the barista, they're like, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you do too. And now the barista is happy. Like it is so rippling that just little feelings of love that we can share with people, it really can change the world it really really can. It's not me being naive. I am very naive. Um but that I just I just know to be true. 100% know to be true. If you guys can remind me to tell you a story about New York. Um but I want to get to this comment first. So Ed says, "I was challenged loving myself in the past. Not something I felt or understood as a child. As a parent, I have a better understanding what is love. How to show act and and live love. I think that's what that is. Leave love, live love. Now I know that I was loved as a child. People have their own way of showing love. That being said, I am learning how to accept love. That's a big one. And that's a big, big one. Reading the book from book club is helping provide my inner child love. Mm, so good. So, so good. Um, I have heard a lot of people, like when, when you're working on yourself, you're going to hear a lot about your inner child. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was just like, yeah, my inner child's good. Like, and I act like a kid all the time. So like, I felt like, you know, my inner child is like really thriving and, and, really happy. And I let her out all the time and I like make weird, I even have like a baby voice that I use that I just think it's like hysterical and I'll have full on conversations. Um, so that's what I always, with. again, I just, anyway, so that's what I thought the inner child was, is like, let your curiosity flow and let your, um, let your bright light shine, right? Like, like just be that childlike spirit. And it is, but it's also, you know, how you learned to love and showing that like when you're a kid, when you're a little baby kid, (laughs) a child, when you're a child, you don't, you can't, um, you can't look at the world with adult eyes because you don't have that. You don't have all the reasoning and all of the things that adults have to be able to understand sarcasm, to be able to understand the words that people are saying to you. You just don't, right? You have not developed, so you can't understand it. But you can understand way better than most adults. You can understand emotions, energy, all of that. And so what ends up happening and again, I am not an expert on this, but I do want to become an expert on this because it is absolutely fascinating to me. Kelly drink up. Um it is absolutely fascinating to me how we can go an entire life where our inner child has not been given the love that it needs and not even realize it. I was like, I was raised in such a good family and a loving family. Like I have such beautiful memories as a child and I am, I know I am blessed and I'm not saying that to brag, but what I am saying that for is because my child, like my inner child Felt loved, but there were a lot of moments that I probably did not understand what was happening. And I took in a lot of the things that were happening in my childhood and absorbed them in a certain way that now I like, I'm a people pleaser. That is part of my shadow that I want to start working on because being a people pleaser to me was always such a beautiful thing. Like, no, I am there for people, to serve people, but there's a flip side to it where I do that at the detriment of me and that's not nice, but that is part of my healing that still needs to happen, which it's just incredible that we can go 45 years or 70 years or however old you are listening to this, there are there are people that will listen to our show that are 90 years old. I had one guy that he was like, It is so sweet to listen to you. Like, well, I don't know why he has an accent. He was online. I don't know what he <laughs> I guess that was my little old man voice. I don't know. But he was super excited because he watched a show and he thought it was really sweet. It doesn't matter if you're 90 or if you're you, I don't know, 19. We still need to be like learning all of this. We need to be unraveling all of this. And it's not to something that we were talking about in book club. It is not to blame the people around us. It is not to say, okay, well, then it was all my mom's fault. It was all my dad's fault. It was all my brother's fault. Like, no. But what is nice is to know, oh, this is where it came from and be curious about it and say, oh, yeah, when my mom was like that, that's must be why I interpreted this. And now that's why I'm this way. And now I get to change because it's not just part of my character. It's not just part of who I am. Because if we believe that it was either it happened to us and now we have no ability to change it or that it's just part of us we will also feel like we can't change it. And now that's just our destined future for the rest of our life. And that is devastating to me. That is super sad. But if we get to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, that's why. okay. Well, that's fine. Like that doesn't serve me anymore. So that's totally fine. I can just forgive mom and dad. They didn't know they were trying their absolute best where they were and what they had and, and what was going on. And now I just get to learn from it and grow. And so, not always easy. Not, and I know it won't be easy. And I know as this show <laughs> progresses, um, I'm going to be like unraveling that that onion. And there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to be like, "Shit, that's hard," you know. Um, but we get to do it together, and that's what I'm super super excited. I'm so happy that you guys are all here. Um, anyway, off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm just super, super excited. Um, So yeah. So Ed, providing your inner child love and the love that it needs, that's just – it's so magical that we get to do that. Like it's super cool. I was reading there was like – I guess – and again, you guys might already know this because you might be like way ahead of me in the personal development kind of thing. But um, there's a whole type of psychology that's around uh, re-parenting yourself, and so just kind of like now with all of the stuff, like the neurology. The um, uh, neurology is that what it is? Like anyway, the the neuroscience that has come just in the last ten years. Like just in the last ten years, it has been light years of what they're learning about our brain. So you know if if our parents were parenting us 30 years ago 40 years ago like the scientists didn't even know how our brains worked the scientists didn't even know how kids brains work so give our parents grace but give you know learn that oh my gosh they just didn't know and now i get to like change it and then as parents we now get to parent a little bit differently you know and not parent the way that we were raised but parent the way that that you know our our um neuroscientists know that it'll benefit our kids, you know? And it's still gonna make it hard because we're gonna go back to our old ways of being totally fine. Um, but we just have so much more information now, right? Like with the internet, it's so magical that we can really find all this information. So, okay, so um, I don't know. I don't know how much more we're gonna talk unless there's something that you guys want to talk about. Um The big lesson here is that I want us to really be sharing our love with everybody. And yeah, we can look weird and yeah, it seems strange, but I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you this from experience. Oh, New York. I was going to tell you the story. Okay. So I don't know if I shared it on this show or First Day Pod before, maybe I have, but I absolutely love New York. That is my favorite city in the entire world so far, and I've been to some really cool cities, but New York... It just has my heart. And whenever I tell people that I've been as many times as I have, they're like, oh my gosh, how can you go there? It's so, they're so mean. Everybody is so mean and like, you know, so out for themselves and so fill in the blank, whatever. Like New York has a bad reputation Um, unless you've actually gone there and seen the people. So, what I realized probably about 10 years ago, uh, because, you know, I had been going there, I've been every single year since 1998. Yes, 1998 was the first year that I went. And I've been every year since, and then sometimes two or three times in the year because it's just awesome. But about 10 years ago, I realized that the reason why people didn't like it is uh, there were a couple different reasons. One was that they've never been and they were just listening to what other people had to say about it. Mm-hmm, naughty, naughty. Don't just believe other people. Um, two, they went to New York and they just stayed in Times Square. Well, news alert, no New Yorker is in Times Square. (laughs) Even like the people that, that work in New York aren't from New York. Like if they're in Times Square, they probably aren't even from New York. Um, so, you're not meeting, you're meeting a whole bunch of other tourists that have no idea where they're going, what they're doing. They're in awe of everything or scared of everything. And so, the energy is like just crazy there. It's like not crazy that I hate using that word. It's wild because people are just like, it's all tourists in this like crammed down place. So, that's the second reason. Third reason is because they're going there with this bias and so they're looking at people very differently. And I think the bias that we have, we all have it for different things, whether it be New York, whether it be for the younger generation, the older generation, whatever the case might be. Uh hey hey hey, so Kelly says, "I love New York. New Yorkers aren't mean, they are a different kind of tough. They're resilient." Yes. So here's here's the thing. So um, so they, people that go to New York and have that bias that, you know, New Yorkers are mean or they're, you know, whatever the case may be, you're going to look for that and then you're going to be able to find it. What the fact of the matter is the majority of New Yorkers are like, okay, it is like one of the most expensive places to live, right? So they have to be on the go. They have to be acting. They need to be taking pro- um opportunity. And so they don't procrastinate. So what does that look like when they're walking in the street? That means that they're on a mission. They're going from point A to point B. They're not lollygagging. They're not doing any of this kind of stuff. They're getting to where they need to go. And, But here's the thing that has always happened to me. If I look like I'm confused, like I don't know where I am, not in Times Square, but anywhere else in New York, always a New Yorker will be zipping by and then one of them will stop and say, are you lost? Can I help you with something? You tell them what they want, where you're going. And then be like, oh, just, you know, three blocks up and one block over and you'll find it. Okay. Have a good day. And then they leave. They're just on a mission. But when we go in with this perception, then it's, oh, everybody's just like rude and just drive, like going by super fast. Right. So the other thing is I, so When I go, when I travel in general, I know that like my smile is universal and people have said, oh, you know, like certain countries that I've gone to, like it's not customary to smile or make eye contact. And I know that I shouldn't be doing it, but a lot of the time I just do it anyway. And you know what? Humans, when they see you smile, even if it's not a customary thing, they smile back because we all want to feel seen and loved and heard and They want to feel like they belong. So New York is just one of those examples to me that because I go with a loving heart and that I go and I'm excited to be there, I always have really good experiences when I'm there, you know? And I think that that's like, it's just like such an extreme example of what happens when we go to the grocery store, when we go for a walk in our neighborhood, when we go to the mall, if we're going and we're saying, you know, Christmas. Christmas oh gosh, everybody's just going to be like, it's going to be a madhouse. People are just mean. You're going to find that. If you go and you say, okay, I'm going to spread joy because everybody you know, is going to be stressed and I want to help them, then that's what you find. You find opportunities for joy. So when it comes to our love, I think that we need to be finding more opportunity to be sharing our love with people. Um, and I think we need to be finding opportunities where people are sharing their love with us, even if it's just a small smile on the sidewalk or, um, you know, here when people are like commenting on your, on your posts, like take that and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And like, you know, befriend them, be like, be friends with people that are your friends on Facebook. It sounds silly, but like, it's not even just for like (laughs) If people are your friend on Facebook, then wouldn't it be cool to kind of like just go and be friends with them in the DMs and go and see how they're doing or just saying, hey, oh my gosh, I had this memory of like when we used to go to high school, I had this memory of you and I just want to share it with you. Or, oh my gosh, I just saw the post that you just posted and you don't even have to do it per- like uh, publicly. You could actually go into their DMs and you can be like, hey, Sally, oh my gosh, I just saw the vacation that you posted. It looks so beautiful. Um, I just wanted to let you know that it really brightened my day. So thanks for sharing. And then you can get in a conversation with them. And then now you're not alone. You know, I don't know social media is a really cool place for us to be, uh, if we curate it the way that we want to. Totally. An aside. Welcome to the brain of Lee. Okay, so Ed here's. Says- <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you guys are still here listening and loving this um so ed says i think it is too easy to blame family for our challenges what happened in my past is not my fault holding on to regret anger hate or unable to forgive just make makes it uh for self pity oh yeah makes it for self-pity and being a victim i believe it is more important to learn about acceptance There may be one, no one to blame for my past, but now I am responsible now to be the best version of myself. I wish there was like a highlighter that I could be like, yes and yes. That is so good. That is absolutely what I was kind of trying to say earlier on, but that is way more eloquent than I got across. So absolutely. The whole idea of looking at what our childhood what happened back then is not to blame and not to like, just like you said, it just you're the victim. And like it happened to me and now there's no getting around it. But if we can just like have literal radical acceptance, I don't know if you guys, I know you guys don't watch all my stuff. Um, (laughs) wouldn't that be nice if you did. Um, because then you could probably remind me about a lot of my life. Uh, I did a story or a live or something and I was out on a walk and there was a older gentleman and, um, what did he say? he just reminded me about this acceptance. He said that, oh no, it wasn't when I was out on a walk. I also think I shared this with you. It was when I was in line um, returning something. So I was shipping something out and I was in line at the UPS store and it was a guy there. And I said, what are you most looking forward to for 2024? That's what it was. And he said, living in, and if you guys heard this, remind me of his exact words, but it was something along the line of living in. Instant um instant forgiveness. The forgiveness wasn't the word that he said. Um, but maybe it was. It was something along that line. Instant forgiveness. That anything that happens to him, he just instantly forgives that person. So he doesn't even take it in. He's not like, oh my gosh, that person hurt me. Oh, they said whatever. He just instantly is like, I forgive you. That's totally fine. I'm sure you didn't mean it. Like that's just what it is. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. The the accepting things that have happened to us and then just forgiving and moving on because it's it's not hurting the other person. It's usually only hurting us. So absolutely absolutely fascinating the the things the things that we have done to protect ourselves and the things that our nervous system and our subconscious has done to protect ourselves. Is actually hurting us a lot of the time. Like, our, I was listening to Andrew Huberman uh, the other day, and he was saying, I mean, this was an old thing. This was when he was much younger, but yeah, it still holds true. He was talking about how our nervous system, as powerful as it is, it gets it wrong a lot, most of the time. It gets it wrong because our nervous system, its whole job is to keep us safe. Like, like we're we're just always like our body is trying to keep us safe. That's what it is. And so this year, I think I shared it with you guys. Everybody talks about their one word for the year, and mine is a one saying, and that saying is I am safe. That is what I want to constantly remind my body that I am safe because the majority of us, 90% of the people, 95% of the people that are listening to this, are safe in general. There's a lot of people that are going through a lot of heartache. um, And so I shouldn't even say 95%. I don't know what the percentage is because there's a lot of people that are going through some, some dangerous situations right now. But if you're able to be on a live right now and listening to Leanne on her podcast in this moment, it's pretty safe to say that you're safe in this moment, right? Like, Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Who knows what you've been through? But in this moment, if you're able to sit and listen to this, chances are that you are safe. Yet, our body is constantly on the lookout for where the tiger is going to pounce on us and eat us for dinner. Like that is what our body is always looking for. So it gets it wrong all the time. So there's a lot of reprogramming that we get to do and we get to look at life just very differently. And so accepting what's happened and what's happening and even the way we're reacting to things and just being like, hey, Lee, that's okay. That's okay that that's how you reacted, but you don't have to react that way anymore. You know, you get you get to change. Even if like this second I lash out at you, I get to change and I get to say, oh my gosh, you know what? I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. and And then change and then try to do better next time. Or try to figure out how we're going to do better. Like, oh, it's so exciting. Life is so exciting if we can keep working at growing. And like Ed says, just being the best version of ourselves. Um, Ed also says, I can't remember the author's name, but I read a great book about radical acceptance. It was very helpful. Mm, man, if I was if I was good and quick, I could go duh, 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 because it's in our book club list. I think it's called Radical Acceptance. I think that's what the book is called. If it's the one that, um, that you're thinking of, um, or that you read and I oh, wish I had the list. Um, but yeah, we were, I feel like it was her last name Birch or something. Anyway, um, Yes. I wanted to read that. And that was actually, that was one of the books that if it's the same one that we're talking about, that was a book that was recommended by one of the podcast listeners of First Day Pod. That's the book club started with that podcast, First Day Pod that I did with Mike. And one of the listeners, she would listen to our episodes every, every uh, week, the next morning that it came out on her walk with her dog. And she would keep her phone in the notes section And so she would write like an email to us, like in her notes section, and then copy and paste it into an email um, about questions that she had or comments that she had or suggestions. And that book was actually one of them. And she said that it was a life changer for her. Ed also says, this is my favorite part. I'm so happy that you guys are here. Thank you, guys. Ed says, I know my mind can manipulate my perception based on my emotions. Then that goes into our memory bank. It is better to accept the past and let go of the memory or story that we told ourselves. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, when we're talking about, I mean, I know we're not talking about it right now, but when people talk about manifestation, um, because that's what this kind of reminds me of, you know, when we have these, these big emotions and these big feelings, that's what is like, is programming our subconscious. It's the emotion behind it. It's not the words. You know, it's our our body doesn't know words, but it knows feelings behind those words. So I could like I could literally say I hate myself. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but I could literally say I hate myself and if I didn't know those words, like if I let's say let's say I spoke another language, did not know English and somebody said, say this. And then they said, I hate myself. And I said, I hate myself, but I had no clue what that meant. There was no emotion. It was like, I might as well have been saying, you know, yellow pony, like it doesn't matter. Right. My, my subconscious wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, you hate yourself. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well then it wouldn't know because it doesn't know English it only knows the feelings that we have around it. So that's like the big indicator of how we're being affected by things. Words that people are saying to us don't affect us. When people tell me like I told you at the beginning of the show, I have had friends tell me, "Well, you know, you seem kind of fake. You know, you you come off as always being happy and I know that's can't be real." Um, you know, you seem really like, you know, whatever. I don't take that and get really angry about it. So it actually doesn't affect me because I'm not, I don't have an emotion around it. They're just words. But if they were to say things like that, and I'd be like, oh my God, what if other people think this way? Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? I need to change. Like, I need to, and I had all of this emotion that would. Affect my subconscious, that would affect the way that I showed up in the world, that would affect everything. So, all of these stories that we have about our past, if we just kind of learn from it, accept it, let it go, like Ed says, and then move on, we're golden. We're golden. And it's not a matter of repressing it. We see it, but it just doesn't serve us anymore. And so, we just move on. It's just like we have a million memories of when we were kids. But when we don't hang on to this one memory, you know, um, but if we have that, that visceral emotion around it, that's where we have to like just change that emotion so then it's not seeping into us. It's just another story that doesn't relate to us now and that's it. Um, okay. So Kelly says, on the topic of changing the behaviors of things we want to change, my teenage daughter... Who I have a bit of a disconnected relationship with right now, uh, pointed out that she didn't remember the last time I told her that I loved her. So, starting last week, every time that I dropped her off for school, I said, Have a good day. I love you. Each day, she just let it hang in the air and then shut the door. Today, on day eight of me doing this, she said, I love you too. Bye. Oh, that's so. That is, huh, that is so awesome. That is like the best story. So, that is really, really good. And I'm like so proud of both of you, women, because not only did you make the change to, um, to do that and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do it every day. You also did it every day, even though you weren't getting the the reaction that you wanted every day. And it took eight days. A lot of people would just give up and be like, I said it once, they don't believe it. That's it. Um, but also like, how cool is that of your daughter to be able to say, Hey mom, I don't remember the last time that you said, I love you rather than feeling that. And then going through until she's 45 and saying, you know, I don't remember the last time you said, I love you. You know, like that is really, really cool. For both of you. That is so amazing. Um, so good. She says, Yeah, it made me tear up too. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And that is such a good lesson for all of us. That like, do the things that you know are going to bring joy to people, even if you don't get the answer that you need. Like, and I guess that's the whole thing. Like, don't need that answer. Just know that, like in Kelly's instance, her daughter needs to hear, I love you. But Kelly doesn't need to hear, I love you back. But boy, was that nice, I bet. That was probably like amazing. But Kelly wasn't doing it to get, I love you back from her daughter. It was just so her daughter knew that she loved her. And I think if we can go into like all of our relationships like that and all of our communications like that, of just like, I want to show love to everybody that I encounter. And I don't know why I said it like that, like I'm reading it, Um. (laughs) (laughs) but if we can go into life in that mindset and not caring if somebody says it back, do you know how many times I'm on the walk, like on a walk and everybody has these like earbuds that you can't even see. So I don't know that they're listening to a music, to a music, but I don't even know what they're doing, but I say good morning to everybody. And probably like at least 35% of the people, and that was a weird percentage, but There's so many of the people that just are going right by because they didn't hear me. They're not even seeing me. They're in their zone and that's it. But I don't stop with the next person because I was ignored by the five people before them, you know? So very, very good, Kelly. Thank you so much for sharing. Ed says, I am sure you heard of the expression, if you do not learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. Usually the first step to learn from the experience is acceptance. A- men. Amen. Oh my gosh. Yes. We absolutely like that's why it is important for us to be thinking about our past. And it doesn't even have to be like so there is a big part of it, right? Like for us to see how we how we kind of uh were raised and all that up until even the age of like 6 or 7 because that's where those are like really pivotal years, which is Really difficult to take because if you think about it, like your parents, if you have both parents at home, a lot of people don't have parents at home even at that age, they're sleep deprived. You know, they're just trying their best. They're, you know, think about when you have a bad night, you haven't slept and, you know, you're not eating properly. Your nervous system is just like off the chain, like you just can't function, and how you lash out at people you can't focus, you can't do anything and that was after one night of sleep without sleep. Think about parents that go months and years without sleep and yet we're expecting them to be these these perfect humans which don't even exist and they're under these like extreme conditions and we're expecting them to be like this this thing like this this robot and it just doesn't happen. So yeah, just accepting the fact that our parents were human, you know, and they were trying their best and even if they even if they were horrible, quote unquote horrible parents, they were trying their best with what they had. They were going through their own shit and at the end of the day when it really comes down to it, nobody wants to hurt another human, let alone the human that came out of them or the the human that has a part of them in there. Nobody if they are of sane mind, of sound mind, you know, of a loving heart that they would feel that way. So if they are treating people poorly, hurt people, hurt people. And hurt people have kids all the time. So anyway, um, yeah, we get a lot of, we get a lot of opportunity every single day. There's so many opportunities in one given day, let alone in a year or a lifetime that we get to change and that we get to do better and that we get to share our needs with other people. Um, and it's not up to them to change, but it is up to us to accept and to say what we need and then to give ourselves what we need. And Kelly, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy that your daughter was able to, to do that and say what she needed. And then now you guys are saying I love you before you leave for school. Like that's Super cool. Super cool. Ed, Kelly, thank you so much for all your sharing. For those of you that are still watching and you haven't commented, totally okay. I still love you. And I can't wait for you to feel comfortable enough for you to be able to share with us on the Friendly Show. Maybe next Wednesday will be the week that you're going to share. And if not, come back anyway. Totally fine. I can't see you, so I don't know that you're not sharing. So it's totally, totally okay. But just know that I would love to hear your thoughts around all the things that we're talking about. And um, that is it. I'm going to call it call it a night here. And um, I just love you guys so much. If you guys have any ideas of what you want to kind of hear in future episodes, let me know. Um, as always, as I'm signing off, there are more comments coming in. So let's share those just give me one second. Here we go. Ed says, I may have been unsure that I was loved by my parents. So now as a parent, I want to remove any doubt that my son is loved. I say it often and I make sure I tell him when he is not at his best. I am lucky that he is so easy to love. Oh, amen. Yes. And you know, it's funny, like my parents, we, like my friends would tease all the time Um, because it was literally like we would say, I love you. If I was like at a sleepover at my friend's house and I was saying goodbye, then it would be like, okay, good night. I love you. And then my mom would be, I love you. I love you. Love you. And it was like this weird, like love fest for like 30 seconds. And then we would hang up. If I went just to like, they would drop me off at school or if like they were going just to the grocery store or whatever, it was always anybody leaves the threshold of the door we say goodbye I love you and when they come in hi love you like all the time and friends would make fun of me all the time they're like how many times do you have to say it in a day and i got in the habit of saying that with everybody around me even though i was made fun of because it wasn't normal and but it it feels good and here's the other thing and this is going to be morbid, and I guess I shouldn't be leaving you guys on this note, but it's just true. We never know when the last time is that we're going to see the people that we love. We just don't. That's fact. I love you guys, and I love doing the show, but there's a possibility that I won't be here next Wednesday, right? Like there's nothing. I'm super healthy. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing all of the things. Anything could happen between now and then. And tonight might be the last time that you and I get to be in connection. And so telling that person that I love them, that's going to be the last, potentially the last thing that they hear. And so it's very easy for us to get angry and let people leave the door. It's very easy for people just to be like, oh, I don't think that they care for me, so I'm just going to hold it in. And it's just, you're the one that's going to have to live with it. Or they're going to have to live with it. And so I think we should just be sharing it all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, so thank you, Ed. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, and Kelly says, I love you, Leanne. Hello. Well, I love you, Kelly Ring. I love you too, Ed Wasif. And um, all of you that are listening, I love you. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And um, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. I'm going to see you. Come over to the Facebook group. We are active in there. And come introduce yourself. Do a video. Share what you love. Just say hi. um, Introduce yourself. I really want this to be a community. I don't care if there's just 10 of us. I mean, there's not. There's a lot. But I want us all to know each other. And I want us all to love each other. So. That is it. One more. Ed says, I am grateful that my wife heard me tell her I love her before she died. It's amazing, Ed. That is very, very good. I'm very grateful for that, too. And um, we just don't always get that opportunity. And I think it's really important that we do. So you guys are amazing. I love you. I do. And I can't wait to have our next conversation. Big hugs. Happy Valentine's Day or whenever you're listening to this. Happy today. Love you. Bye.